Well, hello everyone and welcome back to what will be, unfortunately, a, a somber episode today. Uh, our, I guess it'll be our, our final uh, Asian Cup special in regards to our soccer crews. My name is Joseph Esposito and I will be your host for today's show. We're here with Matthew, mate. Um, how do you how do you sum it up? Well, yeah, you say it'll be our last. It'll be our last for a while, mate. Um, of the Socceroos specials, because I'm certainly not coming back to preview any World Cup qualifiers if um if we're going to continue <laughs> on the trend that we are currently trending on. Because yeah, this is um a sobering moment after you know probably the one episode of where both of us or where I was um positive about the Socceroos going into this and to go out in the manner that we did is just. Yeah, it's incredibly disappointing. We've had a couple of days to think about it alongside the mm-hmm. long weekend and a lot of um, high-quality Hyundai A-League football. But, yes. yeah, we sit here now and let, let's reflect. Let's dedicate the next half an hour, 40 minutes to talking about our Socceroos, where it went wrong, what we can take out of it and where we go from here. Yeah, I mean, um, that's where I'll... That is exactly where I'll kick it off, mate. Um Okay, so let's look at the game first as a whole. Uh, you know, changes uh, that were made were were you? I mean, a few of them we predicted. Um, were you happy with some of those changes? Yeah, well, of course we said that um, missing Tom Rogic was going to be a massive creative, um, a massive creative gap and uh, a gap in clinicality of the squad, and that gap mm-hmm. certainly showed. The creative gap was sort of plugged in a way by what um, we suggested changing the formation yep. up, having a bit more of a fluid front four instead of, you know, um, shoehorning someone like a Jackson Irvine into that 10. So we definitely yep. addressed the issue. We were creative. Mm-hmm. We did create more chances. At the end of the day, it just came down to our finishing. Putting now, I, I don't think there was much Graham Arnold could have done in-game or mm-hmm. even um, from one game to the next. And it was a trend that we saw throughout the whole tournament pretty much is that... Mm-hmm. Um, the players were a bit rusty. They lacked a bit of of match sharpness. And like I said, like there's nothing Arnie can do about that. That's that's down to the players, and that's that's a broader issue overall, which we'll go into. Yes, exactly. Sorry, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna keep uh, keep going. Then I said, yeah, like I guess you know, as a whole, you know, like yeah, like you said, we we did make. I was I was happy with the changes in the lineup and um, and so on. But yeah, it was it was. I, I think it was probably. Probably argue like our best performance uh, of the tournament, um, but it just wasn't obviously to be in the end. I think that I think look the the biggest positive that I take out of it. I thought that um, Robbie Cruz had a great game. Yeah, um, hopefully, and hopefully think, it's a great send off. Yeah, yeah, um, he was a bright spark. I mean, Gianu obviously created chances and looked uh, looked bright, but um, yeah, mate, look. What's what was your biggest issue with the with the I guess like the the run of the game you know the performance as a whole look like like you said performance effort um, the the way in which the players applied themselves knowing that they were on the cusp of going out of the tournament was was great it was what you want to see out of your country we had that spirit the biggest issue yep. is the the finishing obviously there's the the brain fade from Milos Degenek we don't need to go into that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the finishing just ma- and it wasn't just um, you know a lot of people have slated Jamie McLaren. It wasn't just Jamie McLaren. It was Janu. It was no. two centre backs off um, headers. It was Jackson Irvine, um, yep. and this happens. It, like 
this happens when you attack like this, when you attack so much and then the, the next chance weighs on your mind. And especially for a player, and I'm going to single him out now, Jamie McLaren, who hasn't been playing a lot of football. And this, this mm. is where I think the ultimate issue lies with the whole tournament. It's that a lot of these players and a lot of the players in that starting 11 are not playing regular first-team football. So you go out yeah. there in a crunch game and you're expected to, you know, capitalise on the, on the first chance you get. Well, it's just not going to happen. Because how often are these players um, putting chances away or showing up in big moments like this on a regular basis? They're not. Yeah. They're barely playing no. football. And I implore all of the Socceroos to really think long and hard about the next um, de- next transfer they make and next decision they make of which club to go to. Because what's the point? You know, I'm, I'm sure the, um, we can both agree that we probably could have used a certain bald uh, central midfielder this tournament. And no, I'm not talking about Aaron Moy. I'm talking about the bloke who's just scored, you know, right in front of our eyes at, on Saturday evening at Amy Park. A fantastic goal, James Troisi. You know why? Because he's sharp and he's in form. Instead, we'd rather shoehorn players that are out of form and aren't playing for good clubs for some unknown reason into this team. And it, it showed, ultimately. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, I, I just yeah. don't think, like, we saw what Chris Economides could do off the back of, um, you know, a successful stint in the A-League. Why not throw James Troisi in there? At least he's playing. Yeah, but, no, you're right, mate. But, that fits. Go on, go no, on. No, no, but then it goes back to, again, Graham Arnold. What, what, what is he doing with this squad? You know, you're crying out for a creative central midfielder for, for half the tournament. Instead, he, he keeps bringing on Masluongo who, granted, is playing regular football. He's got Mustafa Amini sitting there, doing nothing. What's the point? Mate, I... Yeah, I... Look, I... I, I guess I... Look, mate, I, I don't know, but, you know, look, there's always going to be a squad there. There's always going to be a, a large number of players that, that, that won't see him in it. Yeah, well, it's, it's consistently the same players. That's the issue. And I would be fine if we were leaving the same players out of the squad and we were, you know, going on to win Asian Cups and qualifying for World Cups, um, you know, on a regular basis. But we're not. We're, we're struggling. We're struggling. We've been struggling for the past four years. And somehow yeah. these players and this change can't get a look in. Now, not to jump ahead or anything, but if we want to succeed in the future, there is, no, there is no reason why... We cannot say to any of those players, barring, you know, your really young players who have come in for their first tournament, anyone who's been there for more than two tournaments now and has failed for more than two tournaments, there's no reason to say to them, you know, thank you very much for your service for the Socceroos, but we can't pick you anymore. There's no way we can pick you anymore. I'm looking at players like a Robbie Cruz. I'm looking at players like a Mark Milligan now. Um, Apostolos Janu, in a sense, given that, you know, he's not going to get any younger. And my call would be that if come the next World Cup, you're not going to be better at this stage than you are right now or in, in better form at least, there's no point for you being in any future Socceroos team because all we've really got to look forward to is that World Cup and qualifying for that World Cup. Am I not right? No, you are, yeah. I mean, look, that's 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 the thing and that's something that I've thought, you know, that like moving forward, I mean, we, we, we know what Graham Arnold's like in the sense that he loves his youth, so... You know, you'd like to think that, I mean, like I said, we can't jump ahead. We have to see how it plays out. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's like, you can't fault, that's the thing, like, you can't fault the effort of some of those players. But like, it's old, you know, old term, like, you know, old saying, like, just like, we looked like a bit, you know, we just, uh, 
bit like oh, I guess you could say like busy idiots is how I is how I would say it. Like, you know, you can't fault the effort, but of the players and the players that want to be in the team, you can't fault the effort, but the way they're going about it is just the completely wrong way. And you know, that's that's why you have to hope that uh, Arnold does what he's always done and, you know, brings in youth and hopefully players that are playing. And, um, you know, that's why I thought maybe, you know, there were certain players that he couldn't get rid of because we had, you know, a lot of them were just in a World Cup squad. Um, and, you know, maybe he didn't want to go hammer and tong and change, you know, everything straight away. Um, I mean, he's got he's got every reason to be able to do that now. And that that's the positive out of it. That's the biggest positive out of yep. this tournament is that, you know, you, you fail to score against Thailand like that. Okay, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You fail to score against Syria in a World Cup knockout match like that. Okay, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You fail to do that for the third time in the quarterfinal of the of the Asian Cup. Come on. Like, just, you know, p- pull your socks up, boys. Be a bit better. Yeah, I know. Um, man of the match, I, I have to I, I have to go with Robbie Cruz. Yeah, he was, he was quite good on the ball. Yeah. Um, Pretty sharp, and again, someone who's not playing regular football. I, I went for Ryan Grant. Just the impetus that he gives us um, going down that right flank. It's a shame that he's um, you know twenty seven years old because if he was a bit younger, if he was the age of Josh Risden, going into the next World Cup, we'd be set. But yeah, Ryan Grant for mm. me. Yeah, very nice. Uh, weakest link, like in terms of, I mean, barring the Degenek thing, look, that happens all the time. You know, that's that's football. Uh, unfortunately, Espe- especially when we're playing so high up the pitch and controlling exactly. so and much the of timing, the ball. Look at the timing of it. Well, it couldn't have been any worse. But I mean, look at that. It is what it is. But um, yeah, who kind of, who kind of? I wouldn't say weakest thing. Who was who was disappointing? Oh, ja- Jamie McLaren. If Jamie McLaren puts yeah. you know some of those chances away, it's a it's a completely different story. Um, yeah. Same with Trent Sainsbury in a way that you know a couple of headers Trent Sainsbury had from those corners, those free kicks. If he if he puts them away, you know it, again. But, we're not worrying as much as we are. So, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, obviously, game of inches. And as you said, it's a flip of a coin. Things go the other way. We're sitting here in, you know, happy moods, you know, previewing a quarter, previewing a, uh, a semi-final. But, um, yeah, you know, as as, we were talk, as I said the other day, it just looks like Jamie McLaren, he's... Um, out of form in just the team in a, in a team in an environment that doesn't suit his style um, of player. I'm not taking, I'm not saying he's he is a great player, but um, yeah, just you just seem to be missing the beat. You know, he was a, a step off um, for most of the tournament, um, which is unfortunate because we, as we know, you know, in the we've seen him in the A League, and you know when he's on, there's you know arguably no better striker in you know in the A League you now that he can go up against. So um, that is a bit of a shame. Um, Final, like the last bit on the game itself, mate. Were you were you happy with the substitutions that he made? In in this game, yeah, I was. Um, overall, it's probably the correct three players to bring on off that bench if you're Graham Arnold because you're not going to bring on anyone else. Um, mm-hmm. Some would argue maybe you sacrifice a defender. Maybe you sacrifice an Aziz Beige. Wasn't getting a lot of work down that yep. left flank. You bring someone else on. But it's mm-hmm. ifs and buts at that stage. Or just back on Jamie McLaren. A lot of people have said, oh, well, we don't have a marquee number nine. Well, if we had a started Gianu from the start of the tournament... You know, maybe he bangs a goal in, maybe he doesn't snatch at that uh, at a couple of those chances and, you know, he's in form and we come away, you know, leading. We don't have to worry about shoehorning McLaren into the yeah. side. So, again, it just goes... Unfortunately, go- it's all... Yeah. It's, it's, it's all ifs and buts Exactly, now, you know? exactly. Coulda, woulda, shoulda, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, as we, as we said, I think 
you know, maybe could have brought on a bill a little bit earlier, mm. potentially. Um, I mean, Mobile, Mobile looked, you know, um, pretty, you know, knackered after, after the uh, the round of sixteen game against Uzbekistan. Yeah, so I think it was, it was the right call to bring him on off the bench, especially because yeah. given he would been, um, he would have been, you know, chomping at the bit to to come on and make an impact. Exactly. Exactly, and of course, passing on condolences. It's uh, terrible news to hear about. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, the passing of Awa's sister, um, you know, he seems to be, you know, especially professional sport in this country, it seems, you know, uh, professional athletes can only do wrong at the moment, and he's someone that does a lot of things right. So uh, that was terrible news, I mean, obviously just after the Asian Cup as well. So, um, yeah, not, not, not uh, the greatest of times uh, for a football community. But we will move on, mate. And finally, before we look at like the Asian Cup as a whole, were you happy with that team overall? Like, was it the best? You know, stupid question, but was it the best we could, best eleven we could have put out there? In the absence of Tom Rogic and James Tracy uh, sitting at home <laughs> waiting by the phone, yeah, I think it was. Um, yeah. Do you, you know it's it's the same eleven? Question. It's the same eleven we've seen throughout the whole the whole tournament. But yeah, go on. Question. Was there anything Tom Urich could have done in that team? Not a chance. <laughs> if you think, if you think McLaren was going to miss chances, Tommy Urich is playing less football, arguably, at um at Lucerne. So, yeah, I don't I don't think Tommy Urich would have made a difference at all. I don't actually don't yeah. think anyone would have made a difference. I think we were probably like just watching the game. I think we were destined to go out. <laughs> I just yeah, it just it wasn't just meant to like be. Was it? up against us and yeah, you just yeah. I, well, we obviously, you know, last time we were at home, but we were a lot sharper, you know, things were, you know, like you, you have those, you need those, you know, a few coins to fall your way and they just didn't really fall for us. Like, you know, like you said, those half chances at McLaren, you know, nine, you know, normally nine times out of 10, you know, you, we, we've seen him put them away, you know, make them, you know, his bread and butter. Um, but you know, things don't drop and, you know, look, things like the perfect, the perfect way to sum up that tournament was, of course, was, was, uh, Degenek's mistake. I mean, that, that, that just sums it up, you know, like just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't meant to be and it just wasn't going to happen for us. And, you know, something that he does 20 times a game, play the ball back to his goalkeeper and, you know, the one time he switches, you know, switches off at 0.4 of a second. Yeah. You know, and then suddenly you've got the whole stadium. And I wouldn't say and I wouldn't say, and I, I, I don't, I, I hate when, you know, you online see people saying that he cost us the tournament. He didn't cost us the tournament. Oh, no If way. we were good enough and if we were, you know, if, if we had been up for it, we could have come back and won that game 3-1, 4-1. Yeah. Like that, you know, but obviously in, all in hindsight, unfortunately. Now, um, moving on to the tournament itself, mate, um, what were... With the team, not what were, with the team itself, do you think, you know, if we were on, you know, like, you know, we're just saying now that, you know, things weren't going our way, like, not going away, but, you know, just, we weren't up for, as up for it as much, you know, we weren't making it happen. Um, if, if you know, other side of the coin, do you think this team was good enough to go further? Look, on the balance of where these players play, Compared to you, you go down the runs, the um, starting 11s of every other team we've played in the tournament, and what clubs they play at. Yeah, mm. of course we should we should be we should be winning the whole bloody thing, even compared to a yep. Japan where their players are playing. Um, on in the balance of form and not playing enough games, no, because we're we're rusty, we're not sharp. 
Um, and that showed in, you know, players like Matthew Leckie, Jamie McLaren, Trent Sainsbury, Postlochianu, even Aziz Bage to some extent. You know, how many times did we watch him deliver a ball that tournament? And I guarantee you, you know, 70% of the time it was rubbish. Um, yeah. So on, on the balance of that, yeah, absolutely. But that's the squad Graham Arnold picked at the end of the day. And he's a coach. And if he's picking that squad, he probably has to get a little bit more out of it, doesn't he? Of course. Of I course. mean, what, what did you think about his squad overall? And what, what do you think about his squads in the future? Yeah, I think that we'll see changes in the future. Um, I think that there's players that he wants to bring in. Uh, well, players that I think he, you know, wants to warrant, you know, that I, I believe that are warranting um, more time. And I think, like, I think in the near future, um, you know, we'll see players like you'll see, you know, like players that have come in, um, like Mobile, more economies you'll see more. I think you'll see Grant quite a lot uh, in the next three years. I personally think he'll, he'll be there at the World Cup. Um, and I think that you'll see players like Riley McGree coming in, um, you know, players that are playing overseas. I think that Alex Gershbach, I think, has made a great move uh, to knack Breda. Obviously, they're not in the greatest position on the table, but Doesn't I think matter. he will play. Yeah. Um, and, Sometimes and he needs the best to be playing because he, he is a great player. Um, and yeah, I think we need to stay optimistic that, you know, there are players that we have in Europe, uh, playing this one that's just, uh, jumped the top of my, I've just got him on the top of my tongue. I do know he's at Celtic as well, uh, with Daniel Arzani. I mean, look, we got, uh, you know, Daniel Arzani, you know, you know, God forbid he's fit and healthy, uh, in, you know, the, rec uh, the recommended toll prescribed time, uh, for him to come back from his injury. So, um, and I think you will see those players in there and like, you know, there will be a bit of a changing of the guard again. Um, and, you know, and that's what we've seen Graham Arnold do in the past. And I think we will see that now. Martin Boyle as well. Yeah. Um, Actually, on, on Martin Boyle for a sec. First of all, I wouldn't be that upset if, um, if he didn't play for us again. Second of all, I would watch over the next few months now... This could be completely out of line and he could have actually done his knee or whatever and he could be out for the rest of the season. But the timing of everything and everything that went on and the fact that he hasn't actually played a professional game for us yet and he's not tied to the Socceroos and given the state of um, the Scotland national football team at the moment, I would watch this space, okay? Then this is a bit of a conspiracy theory. I that would not be surprised if he's had his, not head turned, but... If he's had a whisper in his ear and he's thought, given the controversy, I mean, we joke about Chris Sutton, massive player in terms of, um, you know, the Scottish football landscape, although he did play for England. Um, I would not be surprised if we don't see Boyle for the Socceroos again and that um, there's something else going on there. Given the, you know, usually you'd see, you, you might have seen him, you know, wish the boys luck or a comment here or there. Dead silence since he left the camp. Dead silence. So I'm just saying, watch this space, Martin Boyle. Tune in every week for Midi V's Conspiracies. <laughs> That's big. That's big. You've heard it here first. Uh, go, on, go, on, go and drop some money on that. Uh, you've heard that here. Uh, they're always normally well calculated, the, uh, the Matthew Vidiello conspiracies. So uh, time will tell. Mate. Moving on, who comes out of this tournament positively? For me, I've got three players. Yep. Four players. Go. Matthew Ryan, yep. Ryan Grant, A1 Bill, and Chris Economides. Yeah, I'd agree the same thing. The bit, 
none of them really put a foot wrong the whole tournament. Mabil was exhausted, not his fault. Um, and thankfully for them, they're three players that are going to continue to keep playing football. They're not going to go back with this disappointment on their back. Four, and, all four sorry, four, all four. four. Um, and yeah. you got to remember as well, someone like a, um, okay, maybe not an Aaron Moy because he wasn't there. Someone like a Tom Rogic has now got to go back into Celtic where he wasn't a necessary starter. Celtic, not in the best form in the Scottish League at the moment. Um, and he's got to, you know, try and say, okay, sorry, guys. Sorry I was gone for two months. Didn't do anything with my team, just so you know. Also got suspended for the last game. And by the way, I got a broken hand. Um, when can I be in the starting 11 again? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not well, going to be easy for a lot of these players. Luckily, the four you just mentioned come out of this all right in a bit of form and will probably just slot straight back into their teams. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, look, you look at uh, on the other side as well. I mean, uh, you look at Son. You know, given the clearance uh, to miss the group stage, and uh, was will only be missing from the uh, Tottenham training ground for a matter of like what yeah, seven. Come, or eight comes days. in for two games, does a bit of a job. I'm sure um, Mauricio Pochettino would have been agonisingly um, bitter over every minute that Hyung Min Son play, uh, played, mm. and was probably wearing his Qatari jersey on. Um... I was about to say he probably would have been back <laughs> Saturday morning. <laughs> He definitely would have been barracking for guitar. No doubt about it, mate. Who comes out? Who comes out as a bit of a disappointment? I think I have to say, honestly, everyone else that played. Yeah, everyone else. Um, especially the players that have failed under multiple coaches. Like it's just it's inexcusable. It's inexcusable to like some of these players that have have been a part of all these tournaments have not performed in any of these tournaments. It's a, it's a joke. It's it's just simply not good enough and. You know, in any in any other Australian sport, they would be getting absolutely slated. We're lucky that the football community sort of sticks together, and we are sort of the underdog community in Australia, and mm. that we there isn't like a I mean, there's a national agenda against the sport, but there isn't some type of national agenda against the Socceroos. Soccer. We're still we're still the most yeah. loved, um, you know, overall national team. If people actually watch the Socceroos at one a.m. or three a.m. or uh, three a.m. in the Asian Cup. I'm sure they wouldn't be feeling the same way because quite frankly, I, I, I'm fed up with the Socceroos at the moment. I saw a guy in a, okay, I saw a guy at one of the Triple J parties the other day, Australia dress up theme down here in um in Victoria, wearing a Socceroos jersey. How could you? It was a brand new one as well. Like in what in what realm can you do that? Like yeah, well, I mean, I was gonna rock my I was gonna rock my my Socceroos jersey on Australia Day, but I was a bit too. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't ready, so I had to I had to uh, pull on my uh, my Hawthorne AFL jersey, <laughs> even though I don't even go for them. Oh God, that's horrible. I had nothing. I was like Socceroos or Hawthorne. And I thought I got to go with Hawthorne today. I, I I don't want I don't want to talk about the Socceroos today. I'm not ready. No, it's I'm not ready. It's still still a bit too fresh. Exactly, exactly. But um, well, look, mate. As a, as a whole at the tournament, you know, giving it a rating, you know, thinking like, you know, A to F sort of thing. Look, I have to, you know, that's the question I'm going to ask you. And I have to say that even though, look, I'm very much an optimistic person and I always stay very optimistic with the Socceroos and, you know, looking at, you know, what was going against us in terms of injuries, uh, not the tournament, you know, football's football, what happens, happens on the pitch. But I'm saying, you know, missing plays, injuries, you know, setbacks and so forth. Um that comes into my optimism for the future with the Socceroos. But I think if they're, if we're really serious and Graham Arnold's really serious, I'm not saying that he's not, but if he's really serious about the job that he's doing, I think we have to mark this competition down as a straight F. 
complete and utter fail. Yeah. Um, if they, if we're if we're serious in terms of um, you know being you know in terms of what we want to achieve as a country as a footballing country at these tournaments um, there needs to be a positive backlash not you know we're done the Socceroos are done Australian football's over it's we failed here why did we fail how did we fail how do we get better and how do we go again um, and that's by what I think I, can, I, can, I wholeheartedly agree with you in terms of the tournament yeah. overall um, I actually broke my ratings down into a players and a coach so I, I gave my players yeah. an E um, and look we try, e. we try to summarise it on a whole and say oh it was down to rust or whatever it wasn't we've encountered too many issues too many issues for, for, for all of these players frequent mistakes that culminated in our exit at the end um, the failure to score that's on them that that slip over the ball, that's on Degenek. You know, we need to go oh, we need to go back to to holding people accountable, you know, and like we said, they've failed at several tournaments now. It's yeah, it's a it's a straight A E for and me. I have to say credit to Milos. He came straight away, he got interviewed after the game. And I think it was a bit over the top when he said, I cost my country, but he was not he was not hiding from the fact in terms of like he didn't say, Oh, you know, you know, the boys, you know, we didn't play well, blah, blah, blah. Straight away, it was him. Um, and I think, like, that's a really good thing. Like, it was me. I didn't. I, and I'm next time, if I get the chance again, I'm going to make up for it. Um, no no hiding behind anyone else, um, which I think is a good thing. Like, that's, that, that, they're positive little things you can take away, like character building um, for the future. Because, I mean, because Milos is a great... I, I, I think Milos is a great player. I love Milos at the back. Um I think, you know, barring that, I mean, you know, he made some great challenges in the, in you know, in a few of the games, you know, I think probably played better than Sainsbury yeah. in m- almost all Absolutely. those games. Absolutely, and he, um, he's probably got a higher ceiling in terms of um, Qatar 2022. If we're to make it, mm. he, as it stands right now, he'd be the centre-back I want starting. And Sainsbury hasn't done, yeah. I said it before the tournament, Sainsbury hasn't done anything at a national level to, to convince me yet. So, um, yeah, well, I mean, that's why I said, that's why I said, you know, look, it's, you know, it's like, and I think, you know, not saying I want, I want Graham Arnold to coach exactly like him, but something to adopt is, you know, Ange's, Ange almost, it was as if he had a policy, you have to be playing. And, you know, that's why I was saying, you know, players like Matt Yerman that are playing, regardless of where they're playing, they're playing. And, um, as you said, I can understand, you know, a few other players that, that have been, and I can understand where you're coming from with Troisi. I mean, look, there's a handful of players in the A-League that have been playing and playing well. I mean, look, we spoke about Terry Antonis as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, that would, that would if there was anything I'd like to see Arnold adopt, it would be that from now on, you need to be playing. Have, have you got a report and, card rating for Graham himself? I'm going to go see. I'm going to go see, okay, for a few reasons. Um, I think I think that there was a few players in the squad that I I reckon that he wouldn't have wanted to have in there, that were still warranted, you know, by the FFA. Um, even though he is the coach, you know, there is always background pressure. You know, everyone has a boss essentially. Talk about conspiracy um, theories. Here we go. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, players that played at the World Cup and have played at multiple World Cups that were I just just picked on their reputation. Not that, they, not that they had a fantastic one, but that they'd been in the World Cup already. And I think there were a few players that he would have liked to have there as well. Um, look, again, things that went against him, those injuries, okay? You know, having Naboo, Naboo wasn't ready. You know, probably not even to play 10 minutes. Um, Matt Leckie, I mean, Azani, Boyle, Moy. 
I mean, five players, you know, that all probably would have seen game time if they were in the squad. Um, you know, that's another thing. You know, he 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 did what he could with what he had. Yeah. And they could probably, as you said, could have made some substitutions or whatnot. And as well, what people have to remember is, you know, there's some butthurt people online saying he's got to go, he's this, he's that. You know, we didn't make, we didn't make you know, an outstanding start under Ange Postacoglu either. And, you know, he left as a hero. And... Essentially. Don't don't get and like and think about it like what do we ask what do what, we ask about Arnold's is what eight nine games yeah eight nine games what and maybe judge him after I'll say I'll I'll make an honest assessment with on Graham and I think a lot of people should after I don't know twenty games twenty five games it's like it's like your team mate. it's like when we break down the A League we say at the start we we said at the start you can't you can't give honest assessments on teams until you've about 10 game mark when 30 points have been up for grabs. Yeah. And what we've been saying about the A-League coaches all season now is all we want to see is change. You, you, you've stuffed something up next week, you change it. Now after the Jordan game, we were disgraced. We said, Arnold, you need to change it. It's got to be quicker in transition. What did he do? Quicker in transition. transition. What, what did yeah. we say after? Okay. Then we go to the, um, to the Syria game. We say Syria too slow. And Rogic is going to be missing. What are you going to do to create more chances, Arnie? What does he do? He changes things up. We change, we go. At the end of the day, yeah. the failure isn't really on him. I ask for more in terms of use your team. Um, I ask for more in terms of be a little bit braver, be a little bit more of a maverick in your substitutions. But the setup yeah. was okay. He did the best with what he's got, I think. So I'll cut, I think I'll cut him some slack. I think a bit of feeling out period. A bit of feeling out period. But I really hope... I hope that he, be's bra- I hope that he, that he is brave going forward. Like he's not... Not, not afraid. As we said, like, you know, we... Look, I, honestly, I don't even think if they... I don't even know if they'll win the Asian Cup. Um, but Japan, okay, they they were brave. They were willing to fall on their sword this tournament, knowing that they were breeding for... Like, that they were they were planning for the future. That they were blooding players for the future. They were... they They've taken a risk, a calculated risk. Um, and that, like, that's... That's... That's brave. And that's moving forward. Because, I mean, they have some great youth coming through. So And look, that, um, I mean, yeah, they've set I'd, their objectives. They've said, we want to win the Olympics and we want to do a, you know, have a good showing in the um, Copper America Invitational that they've been invited mm-hmm. to. Maybe behind the scenes, we've set, we've set some similar goals for the Socceroos. We don't really know. But maybe yeah. this Asian Cup wasn't exactly a priority for the Socceroos at this point in time. Maybe easing a transition was, um, was the priority for the Socceroos. Who knows? Yeah. Exactly, and look, I think, mate, I, I, my last question I was going to ask you is what do we think needs to change in order to, you know, be successful, but I think we've, we've just answered it there. Mm, I've, um, got, I've got a few more things, actually. Um, I would be saying Sia to Milligan, Cruz, Gianni, Lecky, Aziz Bage, Matt Yerman, and finally Mustafa That's That's exactly what I meant. I meant by, in terms of being brave, like willing to say goodbye to a few players, you know, thank them. Yeah. But, you know, as, look, it was... It was perfect. You know, you, you look at someone like Mila Yadanak, he called, I think he called time at international career perfect, uh, at the perfect time. Could he have played and could we have used him in that? Of course we could have. He could have done a job, a fantastic job, right? But he called it at the right time because he saw the bigger picture, right? And, you know, that's why now, I, ho- I hope as well some players say, I've had, my, I've had my time in the light and I've loved every minute of playing for my country, you look at some, you know, players like Robbie Cruz, multiple World Cups, multiple Asian Cups, you know, played a lot of games for our country. Robbie Cruz is, you know, in our top 10, you know, all-time appearance makers. You know, say thank you, you know, and and move on and, and, get, and allow 
the next breed to come through. And look, at, le- so, at least Robbie's got a, a nice memory to look back on now with that that emphatic penalty. For some of, <laughs> for, for some of these players, like pff, Matt Yerman, what's he going out on? Nothing. Mustafa Amidi is only going out on like <laughs> heartbreak if he leaves. Um, Aziz Bayic, like... Uh, was good in his positioning, but apart from that, had a horrible tournament. And Mark Milligan, yeah. like, had a couple of good games, but it's got to be hard for the bloke. It will be hard to say goodbye to these players as well. When you consider some of the performances that, especially your Milligans and your your Matthew Leckies, to think that they'll never oh, they'll course. never play, like, a really meaningful, um, you know, World Cup or Asian Cup game again, that, you I know, think that we'll hurts. See Leckie, I, think, I think we'll see Leckie in the World Cup, mm. like, in the squad. Um... But yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think like someone like Mark Milligan was there in 06. Yeah. Like, it's pretty crazy to think that, you know, he was in that squad. Um, you know, he's been a stalwart of the Socceroos squad for so and long. And to think of the players um, that he's played against in that time, you know, some of the Brazilians and the Argentines, the Italians, oh, of course, exactly. the, um, you know, even the um, the Germans at the Confed Cup that he would have had to come up to Mark exactly. against. Like, he's been through generations. Exactly. The Chinese, who, who, who haven't we played? Turkmenistan, I tell you, mate, that bloke's been everywhere. He's been, he's, he's played he's played football everywhere. He literally, I reckon he's played in the most amount of countries for the Socceroos. I don't. That's unofficial. Don't quote me on it. But I'm throwing it out there. I'm thinking of the amount of squads he's been in and some of the some of the World Cup qualification games we've had in some of the in some countries we've gone to. I mean, he's seen three quarters of the world with with uh with the coat of arms on his. We're on his we're recording tomorrow. I'll get back to you on that by this time tomorrow, mate. <laughs> I'll um I'll have yeah. I'll have the official stat for you. Can you please? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think it's a fair shout. Yeah, I, cu- I couldn't. I couldn't think, think of, of someone more. Maybe, maybe Robbie Cruz. Maybe Timmy. Yeah, maybe, maybe Timmy. Timmy. But um, anyway, mate. Well, look, that uh, that sums it up for today. Now we'll be back this week, hopefully tomorrow night. Um, we will we will let our hundreds of thousands of fans know very shortly, <laughs> uh, what day we'll be back this week. But it will be. Back in full swing in the A-League. And, you know, we might touch quickly on the Asian Cup in terms of what we've seen in the semi-finals. Um, mate, last question I'll ask you before we go. Who's your tip to win it? The Cup? I'm going to go... I'm going Iran. Yeah, I think Iran as well. They've um, they've actually put, like, t- impressive performances throughout, like, from the very start. We think back to that 5-0 win yeah. that they opened the tournament with. Um, that being said, wouldn't surprise me if we saw a Qatar in the final. Just yeah, give, right, yeah, given given the um the groundswell of uh, hype around them at the moment, it wouldn't surprise me at all. But quite frankly, mm-hmm. Joseph, I don't care. They don't want us there, and I I really couldn't give a shit about their tournament. They can have fun with it. I'll in, I'll get around it in four years' time when we're in it again. But until then, I'll, I'd start looking for a new home. I'd be knocking on like Concacaf's door, seeing if we like. If <laughs> they're always inviting people to the World Cup. Just take us permanently. We we get the friggin' plane everywhere anyway. Like it's. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, we might say you know we might we could, can we call up uh, bloody um, uh, Afcon. As yeah, well? no, no, actually, no, Afcon. That's heaps more fun. Heaps more fun, mate. Can you imagine you and me live from the Democratic Republic of Congo as we cover <laughs> as we cover the Socceroos' exit to Mali in the quarterfinal? <laughs> yes. And our group stage, our group stage fixture against uh, against Madagascar and Swaziland. <laughs> In Swaziland, oh, we'll just—we're pretty much—we're pretty much, much neighbours. Um, the way we're going, mate, we'll, we'll be—we'll we'll be qualifying through Europe in about fifty years, I reckon. <laughs> Who wants us? <it>? So, <laughs> Who wants? We're up for sale. We're up for sale. <laughs> oh, mate, thank you very much. All right, mate, we'll take it easy, and I'll—I'll uh, talk to you soon. Ciao, mate. Joseph.
say that, but 